Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Well, as Will Peterson chronicles at DenverSports.com, this Broncos coaching search has been crazy. All kinds of twists and turns. And the ones that happened yesterday might be the wildest yet. So you had Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, who has leaked other Sean Payton news, coming out yesterday and saying that uh, Payton, quote, Payton likes the idea of coaching Russell Wilson and having that defense, but fears a potential power struggle with a member of the ownership group. Well, only to have a couple hours later, Peyton himself come out and dispute the report in which he tweets out, zero truth to this. We had a great visit, and Broncos' ownership was fantastic. Mark, what's going on here? Um, Yeah, I don't I'd Like, who knows? I'll take Sean at his word um, that they had a great meeting. That they haven't had a second meeting. So, I don't know. You know, I don't know what that's all about, other than they've cooled on Sean Payton for whatever reason. But there are a lot of Payton supposed confidants who have been been just very, very vocal on the subject. Where are they getting this stuff from? Sure. I mean, mean, on the surface, it would seem they they get it from Payton, right? And now it gets to the point where Payton's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm looking at having to go back to TV again for another year, which I don't want to do. I want to get back to coaching. I got to try to rescue this. I got to try to plug the leaks in the boat that I created. Well, no, that is what it is. I don't, I do, but you don't know that I that's, don't know, but right. Well, convince me I'm wrong. How is it that all these folks, including the guy that wrote the Peyton book, mm-hmm. Coward, who's like, I was out to dinner with Sean the other night. Well, and, and they're saying these things, and now all of a sudden, Payton's like, whoa, 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 the guy whoa, 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 who wrote whoa, 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 the, listen to me. Right, the guy who wrote the, the Payton book went out of his way to say that the, the meeting got canceled because Rob uh, Rob Walton was hunting. And, and, then, and then he walked it back. And then he walked it back and said, oh, wait, no, it wasn't. I think I think sometimes, I think sometimes guys want to report things. They want to read between the lines. Now, if... What if Sean Payton said, what if Sean Payton, for instance, said to, he talked to this, what is the guy's name, Maskey? And what if he said, like, I don't know, man. They, I don't know if they they feel like they really want to relinquish all the power that I want. There's been damage done. Right. I don't think it's irreparable. This relationship can still be saved between the ownership group and Sean Payton. Let's take the weekend. Let's take a breath. Mm-hmm. Sean, maybe you reach out to the Broncos. Broncos, don't be as upset. Don't don't get. Let's put aside your initial anger that Peyton was putting it out there. How much it was going to cost to get him and all that. Okay, some mistakes were made. Mm-hmm. But let's save this thing. Yeah, let's salvage this thing here's, here's, for the betterment of the Broncos. Please save this relationship. Here's the real. Here's the real issue. It's it's the it's the serving two masters. You're trying to help out your newly found TV family in Fox. 
right? By being chatty. Well, yeah, talking to yeah. talking to people yeah. and saying, "Hey, man," yeah. and, and, and and like when he was on with Colin saying, "Hey, man," I, like I think it's going to be a late first rounder. You know, that's like he's giving them information because he he works for Fox. And I could see, I could totally see, I could totally see going, hey, man, I, I just don't know. I need this kind of power. I need to be in charge. I need to make sure that Russell Wilson falls in line, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know that they were really keen on me asking for that kind of power, demanding that kind of power. Oh, there's a power struggle between him and ownership. Like, that's how it gets reported. I know how it works. Hell, I went on Fox the other day and said, "What if they? What if Green Bay had already made a decision to get rid of uh, to 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 say, hey, Jordan Love's ready to go? What if they've already made a decision? So they've already they've already decided very much like they did with Favre and Rodgers. And you know how it got reported out there from websites and everything else? They cut off all everything I said about that and just said they've already made a decision that Rodgers is gone. That's that's what they played. That's the clip they played." And it went like wildfire, and, and you know, and all the Green Bay people are pissed at me. That's not. It's not at all what I said. So these things and the way they get reported, I, I know how it works. It's never. It never goes the way you you think it should go, or the way you even said it. Everyone, take a breath, step back. Let's go at at this again. Mistakes are made. They're acknowledged. Now let's do this right. Sean Payton's the right guy for this time for the Broncos. Not D'Amico Ryan's. Sorry. It's not it's not D'Amico Ryan's time. Sean Payton is what this team needs. Right. If they can't make it work with Payton, you missed out on Harbaugh. Right. We all agreed when this started. Nobody disagreed when I said it. Nobody disagreed when you said it. It was Harbaugh. It was Payton. Yes. Maybe you could settle for Quinn. Anything beyond that would be a a huge disappointment, huge fail. So don't forget everything that was said and agreed upon when this thing started and now be trying to talk yourself into yeah. D'Amico Ryans. By the way, by the way, just how this works, whether it was Rob Gronkowski or a bunch of other people dogging on Aaron Rodgers, when he answered the question that was asked, can you still play at an MVP level? Yeah, I can still play at an MVP level. And everybody went crazy because they said what? He should be thinking about Super Bowls. He just answered a freaking question. Like, so... Let's relax on the Sean Payton power struggle thing. Cause that's how that stuff, that's how that stuff gets reported. And it's not, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's out of context, but I'm saying it's not full context. Well, if this ship has supposedly sailed, let's, let's get a shortest ship call going. Morse code, whatever. Let's get that ship back. Yes. Bring it back. Bring that ship into harbor. Put out the, uh, instead of putting out your, you know, it's like put out your hard light. It's what, what's the uh, lighthouse? Put out your lighthouse. Let it shine wherever you are. This is why I love Fridays. This is why yeah. I love Fridays. Sound just like Neil Diamond. Oh, James Merrillat. What is Here's, Chicken Little talking about now? Here's your headline mm-hmm. at denversports.com. Jokic, Malone, and Nuggets continue to rip off basketball fans. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, James, James, James. Come on now. I'm not. It is a. Here's what I'll say. It is a ripoff. And I feel bad for basketball fans. We've seen too many examples of kids wearing their favorite 
players' jerseys, and then they show up at the arena to find out that their favorite player isn't playing, and they yeah. break down into yeah. tears, and then the team feels so bad, they end up giving them such an unbelievable deal. It's like, hey, this worked out great. Mm-hmm. Load management really made my kid's day. But it is a problem. It's a huge issue. And I heard we, we got the, the, the clap back from, I think, some younger uh, NBA fans. Well, uh, what do you want to do? Have them play less games? In the season, uh, just think about how much longer Larry Bird would have played if he had load management. Larry Bird played like you, you think taking a couple of days off. First of all, Larry Bird would refuse to take games off. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, they all had long, long careers. Kareem had a long career. Carmelone had a long. Career. These guys all played well over a decade, and they were doing playing seventy five plus games a year. They were. They weren't sitting out games intentionally. Right. Come on, just, just acknowledge. It's a bad deal. It's a right. bad look. It's not good for the fans. But but in the case of the Nuggets, hey, they're doing what everybody else does. And I'm not going to really blame them for it because they have designs on trying to win a championship this year. And the prevailing group think opinion around the NBA, Mark, is that if you're a team in the running, this is what you do with your best players. I don't agree with it. But it's what everybody I've got does. A, I've so. got an easy. I've got an easy solution. There's an easy solution to load management. What's that? If you if you have to quote unquote sit with an injury, you got to sit with an injury. Then there's a mandatory time, very much like the COVID protocols or whatever. There's a mandatory time where you got to miss X number of games. Okay. So you you sit down. You sit down the second night of a back to back because you've got. You know, a marquee matchup with Philadelphia where it's Embiid and Joker three days later. Oh, you, you got to sit that game out too. You sat down with an injury. You got to miss three games. So now if you really injured, you're going to have to miss that time anyway. But hey amen. There are like, because this, what happens is you do this. Because hey, this game is not important to us. It's a it's a Milwaukee game on a you know on a whatever night Monday night or Tuesday night. But on Friday we got a marquee matchup with you know a Western Conference foe that we need to be at full strength for. So here's your load management day. Oh no 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 no. And even though it's Friday, you have to sit out the next game or the next two games if you're going to sit out with an injury because they all reported his ankle, hamstring. Whatever, just make them sit out. Hey, it's mandatory. You got to set up. The, you set out one game. You got to sit out the next two. It's an easy. To me, it's an easy. Solution. Or you, or you know, you just get you have make sure that every team, uh, there's just independent doctors that just travel around and and they're assigned to different teams, different games. And if you're claiming that, hey, Nikola Jokic can't go because he's got a a, a bad wrist or a bad hamstring, it's up to an independent doctor to come out and say you're right. He is he is too hurt to play. Because otherwise all you're doing is you're just you're masking just giving a guy a night off with the idea that, oh, well his uh his elbow's barking a little bit. Right. His hammy's a little Well tender. that's what I'm saying. If you, you can't, if it, yeah. then you gotta take the next couple games off. And 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 you have to have your temper detect rectally. Yep. That's yep. gonna be a key. Well, that's the Automatic. Hey, let's check your temperature. Ooh. Drop your shorts. Most accurate. <laughs> I'm a stickler for accuracy. You are indeed. Jake Shapiro writing at uh, denversports.com about Nikola Jokic. 
voted to the All-Star Game as a starter for the third straight year. I think the best thing to come out of all the voting numbers was the clear-cut message that no matter what you may see on ESPN and the efforts that they go to ignore Nikola Jokic, that the basketball fans out there, not just in Denver, Colorado, but around the country, around the world, recognize this guy's greatness. Because if you look at, in the Western Conference, the fan voting, yes, LeBron got the most. Understand that. But Nikola was only like 100,000 behind Luka Doncic and a 200,000 behind Steph Curry. And we're talking about guys who all got around five and a half million votes. And Jokic was right there with these, these very popular faces of the NBA who play in much bigger markets. Yeah. And yet Jokic is right there more than holding his own. I think that's a tremendous statement from the basketball fans out there. Yeah, Not they, so much what you see from they, ESPN. They recognize his game. They recognize his contribution. They recognize his greatness, and therefore they voted for him, rightfully so. I mean, it's the the, the fans have, have spoken, and, and you know who's even louder is the players. The players have even spoken more loudly, which is a that's big time. Nicola actually got more player votes than LeBron did. Yeah, the players are recognizing him as the best basketball player in the NBA. Game knows game. Game recognizes game. That's right. So we say to each other here every morning. That's right. I see you. I, I see, see you. you. I see. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. How about us? I know. Here's to us. <laughs> Seven years and two days later. There you go. That is what's going on at denversports.com, the denversports.com sports.com front page where we give you uh, all the all the fresh stuff that's coming down. Boy, with the with all the the Bronco news and the roller coaster ride. It's just been uh, amazing how many people have been visiting denversports.com over the last couple of days just to get the latest and the opinions and everything. It's awesome. I know that for, for some of you, it's exhausting and it's easy to just sit back and say, enough, enough. Wake me up when they've made a, made a selection. I, I can respect that, mm-hmm. but this is also, it is kind of fun, the twists and turns. Oh, but I mean, Think about where we've gone from the the news being reported that we're going to make a splash and spare no expense. And, you know, they may pay Sean Payton 20 to $25 million a year and blah, 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 down to D'Amico's our guy. And, and I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I am not busting on D'Amico. I am a big D'Amico fan. I really am. But I'm like I said from the day one, and that has not changed, man. I want myself a certified pre-owned. Yeah, it's this is not an issue with Ryan's. At almost any other time in Broncos history, I'd be fine with giving a guy like D'Amico Ryan's a shot. I'd be intrigued mm-hmm. by D'Amico Ryan's. But sorry, I, I've been here for the last four. Head coaches, first time right. head coaches. Yeah, I've been here for the last three of them. It and, and I've, I've seen all the problems that have gone with it, and I'm just not I, interested in breaking in go, another right. first time head go coach. Might go back. It's not to Gary Kubiak's first year, certified pre-owned. So he gets dumped by Houston, the Texans. He goes to Baltimore, coaches an offense, coaches them up, comes here in 2015. 
dealt with an impossible situation with Peyton and the injury and Brock and deciding at some point in that Charger game to sit down Brock and to bring Peyton off the bench. and I mean, it's an impossible. Tell me a first-year coach could deal with any of that. So honestly, tell me Vance Joseph could have could have managed that situation where you got Peyton breathing down your neck and pissed at you, and you keep holding him off, and you got a backup quarterback winning games, and all of a sudden this guy like to, it, it's it's amazing when you think about that, Mike. It's amazing what he managed. No first time. I'm sorry, there is no first year coach that would have won a Super Bowl with with that team as it was constructed, even though they had the one of the best defenses we've watched with Derek Wolf and with, you know, Keep Talib and with Strap Harris and, you know, and, and, and Vaughn Miller playing the way Vaughn Miller played at the time and and Brandon Marshall and all like Derek Wolf. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way, I don't care, no first-time coach could have managed that situation on the offensive side of the ball and managed that football team when the defense is basically winning you games and your offense is not producing. Wouldn't have happened. I guarantee it wouldn't have happened. Is it just me or Mike's belief that Sean Payton is a sure thing similar to what we heard when they acquired Russell Wilson? No, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Because this is not a drill. <laughs> Zach almost was in tears right there. When you listen to his voice, listen to his voice quiver. Go ahead, play that again. This is not a drill. Okay, off on a tangent, but but yeah, let, yeah. let's go back. Let's go back to that moment. Okay. And the excitement in his voice. Mm-hmm. The anticipation mm-hmm. of delivering the news. Mm-hmm. This as, is not a drill. And the way that it was received by everybody. Yeah, I get it. Now it's it's real easy to say, oh, Russell Wilson. Blah, blah, blah. At the time, everybody loved it. Don't kid yourself. Everybody loved the movie. Yeah. Everybody did. Okay? Everybody. So Let's rock. just keep and that by, in mind. And by the way, by the way, and I'll give you credit. There was one guy on this station, one guy in this town, one guy in the nation that was like, why would you pay this guy right now? <laughs> there was one dude. <laughs> well, you know why? It was there me. Was, and you know yeah, why? I know. There was one guy. It was you. Know, and you know why? Because what is my golden rule, especially when it comes to this time of the year, as we get ready for NFL free agency? If they don't want this guy, what's wrong with him? Like if the they're willing the to give, is correct. if they're willing to give up on this guy who's an exceptional player, what's wrong? Have you heard? Have you heard the news right now? Like yeah, coming out of Buffalo, that they're ready to move on. Right, I saw something yesterday. They're ready to move on Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs is ready to move from Buffalo. They are. Is it because he can't play? Nope. nope. Let's rock. It's because he's a pain in the butt. Let's rock. Right. Ask the folks in Minnesota about that. Right. There's a reason. So anyway, anyway, my golden rule. That's my golden rule. So the the reason why I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm excited about the Russell Wilson deal too. Right. I think it I I I love the potential of it. But does it bother anybody how you're hearing these things come out of Seattle? Does it bother anybody? Does it give anybody Uh, a little pause? 
No. Apparently not. George Payton instantly uh, bellied up to the bar and gave him a $245 million contract. My point, my point being is that nobody's, nobody's whispering that about Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying, hey, listen, uh, plenty of evidence over the last few years that Sean Payton was in New Orleans that maybe the guy's lost his touch, you know, and he can't. He hasn't caught up with the trends in football. You know, the game's kind of passing him by. He's lost the ability to connect with today's players. None of that. None of that. Yeah, he walked away on his own. Okay? And, mm-hmm. and and by the way, he walked away on his own because he was ready to, to take a, a new opportunity in Miami coaching Tom Brady and the Dolphins. And it, it, it that fell apart because of the Brian Flores uh, fallout. Right. So... Please do not. Sorry, Texter. It is just you. You cannot compare me talking about Sean Payton as a short thing and Russell Wilson as a short thing. It's just it's it's not the same. Sean Payton is a short thing. Am I am I going no. too far out on the limb and saying Sean Payton's a short thing? I one hundred percent agree with that. Well, then, like it, there there is not there are very few people there are very few people. In the and and you know, man, I travel in NFL circles. I'm in a facility every Friday, all season long. The respect, the respect the coaching community has for Sean Payton as a coach, as a play designer, as a play caller, as a play sequencer, like like he is as highly regarded as any coach in football. Did you just say sequencer? Sequencer. I think he said sequencer. Sequencer. Like pitchforks and lens. Sequencer. Sequencer. Sometimes my boss, and sometimes when I'm out there in New England, that area, <laughs> my my accent comes out. He's like, a he's a good play sequencer. He's I a good, like them apples. He's a good play sequencer. <laughs> I thought I heard it. Maybe not. It, no, no, no. You heard it because <laughs> I heard it too. I was like, that didn't come out exactly the way I had anticipated it coming out, but I just kept going. Ah, sure. So that's what you do when you like, exactly. it's like when you can't pronounce somebody's name. It's like when I said pitchforks and lens. I just, I was like, oop, that slipped out. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Maybe nobody noticed. Sequence. <laughs> All right. The best of the, uh, is it just me? So on a Friday, getting loose next. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. What is this that you're so, you're so big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake. Big, huge. Andrew Mason is our senior Bronco writer at denversports.com, and he joins us now. And as somebody who has covered this team for a long time, and you have covered plenty of coaching searches and hires and firings, are you enjoying this one, or is it driving you crazy? It was fine for a while. I think this week it's reached the driving me crazy point. Um, and, of course, now we're talking about a search that has gone on much longer than the others. I'm very much at this, The let's get it over with, let's know who this coach is, and let's move on stage at this point. Is is it as much of a mess as it appears to be on the surface? Because it is. It just appears to be 
John Harbaugh, Sean Payton, maybe Dan Quinn. Oh, nobody wants. Oh, Demico Ryan's, but he may want to go to Houston. Then, you know, then it's Jim. Co- like it just appears to be a mess. Is it that much of a mess inside the building? Does it feel that way to you? I don't get that sense that it is the same degree of a mess. I think part of it is, um, you know, when you're involved with it, it seems a little bit different. And I think also part of it is just, um, is it, they did, is it, they did go into this with some degree of, uh, of open mindedness. And that's, I think, part of what led to, uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan's right now having a pole position is that they were open to the notion of somebody having a good interview and, uh, and maybe, tw- and, and, and tweaking, uh, the tweaking things a bit and, uh, you know, blasting some preconceived notions. I think all along we all thought this was, they were probably going to hire a coach with a uh, past head coaching experience. But then I think Ryan's came in and changed that. Now that being said, does he change that if, uh, if Jim Harbaugh is all the way in and does the interview in person and, uh, isn't trying to kind of walk the, the Michigan path as well as uh, pursue an a, a, a NFL coaching job? Perhaps not. You know, it's not like the uh, the people that just paid $4.5 billion for an NFL franchise owe me anything, but uh, the, it, when it comes to what we do and as fans and, and media members following this team, they don't have the benefit of the doubt with me when it comes to, hey, I can trust them to hire the right people. And when you see them moving off people who have coached before – and maybe zeroing in on somebody who's a first-time head coach, I can't help but feel, Mace, that this has gone from uh, them getting into the process and, and maybe not realizing that somebody who's got a resume and, and a proven resume, especially like a guy like Peyton, can demand some things that maybe a first-time coach can't demand. And these owners look at it as, hey, wait a minute, it's going to be a lot easier to be in control of a coach who's doing it for the first time as opposed to somebody who's going to be given a lot of power. Well, a- am I reading that wrong or or not? Uh, a little bit of that, but I think also with Sean Payne specifically, um, you are talking about a, a, dra- a draft pick cost. There. <sighs> I mean, so that, that, that sort of thing matters as well. I mean, I'll say this for Greg Penner when they had their press conference um, late last month after dismissing Daniel Hackett, they, you know, Penner did say that, you know, he talks about experience, but he, he did say it wasn't necessarily a prerequisite. And so, and, and so he did, he did leave that door open for somebody to come, for the notion of somebody to come in without experience and, and be the next, and be the next head coach. So, I mean, I think I think it probably does appear uh, appear more chaotic than it actually is, and I think part of it, the reason why, is that uh, this is not we haven't had like as many leaks and drips and and, and, and drips and drops over the year in terms of, of information as we have in past years, and I think because of that, uh, we maybe filled in uh, the, the the gap with uh, with. Uh, a little bit more of a chaotic uh, uh, perspective than perhaps it actually has. 
All right, Mace, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. I uh, Have a great day. All right, have a good weekend. All right, there he is, Andrew Mason, our senior broker writer at uh, DenverSports.com on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline on this uh, Is It Just Me Friday. Is it just me or Evans is a buffoon pushing so hard for Sean Payton when Sean Payton doesn't even want the Broncos or else it would have been done by now. But, hey, that's normal thinking from a guy who gets his back waxed to go hang out with his homies. <laughs> He's got points. <laughs> you know what? We always ask for Fridays for mm-hmm. you textures to raise your game. Yeah. We want strong opinions. We want humor. And we want snark. That checked all the boxes. Yes, it did. It well done. Did. Well done. By the way, I got, well done. I've gotten a lot of uh, Sean Payton. Come on. Overrated. He was only 9-8 and eight in his playoff career with Drew Brees. Uh, by the way, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, was 14-13 and 13 in the playoffs. You do realize that, right? I, I, I will tell you this, and I, you may not know this, but the playoffs consist of the best teams in the National Football League. Like, playoffs. they're really good, and it's hard to win in the playoffs. I just, I just, like, having been in the playoffs, I think I started 15 playoff games in my career or 60, something like that. It's hard to win in the playoffs. It's really hard. Is it Marshall Earth? Is it for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't win all the Super Bowls I went to. I, I mean, I did win all the Super Bowls I went to. I didn't go to the Super Bowl every time I got in the playoffs. No. So, yeah, it is hard. But you never lost the Super Bowl. No. How many playoff games? Oh, what, good for you. What was your play? Do you? Come on, you must know off the top of your head. What was I'll, your no. playoff record? Okay. Um, in 1990, because 89 we didn't make it. 90 we were one and one. All right, we won't. We, we, no, no, this. let's do this. This is oh, fun. <laughs> one and one. It, by the way, while you're doing the math here, real quick, it's been a fun week for me watching you because this has been a week full of uh, anniversaries and milestones, right. Super Bowl milestones, and there have been frequent uh, many times during the course of this week where during a break I just look over and Mark's just on his phone. And then there's and he's looking at highlights of Super Bowls that he's played in and won and there's documentaries and interviews being done and he's being interviewed and he's just got this just this childlike smile on his face. It's been a good week for you in that regard. You've you've really been able to enjoy a lot of good memories this week. Yes. Yes. Are you done with your math? Uh, I think I'm I'm missing there's a, a couple. lot of chicken scratch. I, I think I'm missing. You've missed ninety Oh, oh, 2000, we were 0 and 1. So let me see. Wait a minute. All right. I think that's it. So that's uh, 1, 4, 5, right? 9, 10, 11, 12. Well, I was 12 and 1, 2, 3, 4. 12 and 4. <laughs> 12 and 4 in playoff mad, games. Mad, 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 Three Super mad. Bowls. Mad. Actually, you know what? It I is was freaking awesome. It wasn't mad. Like, ladies sometimes I, I, Mark I, I, I don't even it was give myself enough credit. Yeah, it was easy for you. 12 and 4, how so, you like me now? It'd be hard for other people, but not for you. No, it was pretty easy. So you're, you're telling me that we don't want Sean Payton because he's only won one Super Bowl. Boy, if that doesn't sound spoiled. <laughs> Seriously. Right. right? Right. We don't. We don't. I remember last year when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. You had some folks who were like, well, we don't want Aaron Rodgers. He only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, he's only got one Super Bowl. I mean, uh, Folks, have you been uh, living under a rock here uh, the last seven years? All of a sudden, the idea that uh, Sean Payton's going to be the Broncos coach over the next decade and they only win one Super Bowl sounds pretty good to me.
Mm-hmm. You? Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Huh? Yeah. What do you say? I'll take it. I'll sign up for it. Yes, I do. I do wax my back when I go back. And I'll do it again. But it is. It is. Baby, I, sm- baby smooth. Right. I mean, you got to show that butterfly on your lower back. You don't want to cover it in hair. <laughs> so you got to yeah, make sure. A creepy. Make sure the fellas <laughs> see that thing loud and proud. <laughs> oh, I love Fridays. I think that's something one dude should say to another dude. <laughs> Oh, man, this is fun. Uh, We're having uh, fun. We're having fun. It's been a crazy week. Got to have a little fun next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Wild week, fun week, a lot of stuff happening beyond the coaching search, and we continue to wait. Uh, I would anticipate with D'Amico Ryan's coaching this weekend, it's going to be a uh, quiet week on the coaching, quiet weekend on the coaching front. Would you uh, yeah. suspect? So yeah. that's why, that's why. This is a repair the bridge weekend for Sean Payton and Greg Penner and Condoleezza Rice. Repair the the bridge. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's been da- Yes. There's been damage done. That's right. But I don't think it's irreparable. Yeah. We can still save this thing. That's right. Okay? Yes. Still save it. Go right back to player. You can blame it all on me. I was right. By the way, somebody said, is it just me or Mike? Please never let Mark sing again. It is cringy. What are you talking about? I disagree. What? Dude, I I nailed. That was a Neil Diamond. Like, I I made up a new lyrics, but that was like... Neil Diamond would have said, was that me? Wait a minute. Did I just hear... If Neil Diamond was doing a concert... Is Neil Diamond still alive? He is, isn't he? If Neil Diamond was doing a concert... I don't want to be disrespectful. Here in Denver, and he was driving around listening to us, and he heard that. He heard that. He would have been like, wait a minute. I, didn't, I don't remember changing my own lyrics. What? What was it? Oh, wait. That was the host. Need I remind you of Mark Schlereth's greatest hits? Oof, the taco, don't just have... Wind blew down from the down. How can you not? How can you not forget those? Yeah. <laughs> Memorable. That's right. Whew. The <laughs> Avalanche lose last night, and I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because they proved their point with this recent six-game winning streak. All it took was one team meeting. For them to just kind of say, all right, guys, right, enough with the nonsense. Let's get refocused. Let's show people what we're all about. And they right. went off and rattled off six in a row. Enough which, with the tomfoolery and hijinks. Which, which just shows that even if even if, even if if they were to go back into kind of uh, win one, lose one, win a couple, lose one mm-hmm. type mode over the next few weeks, it, it I don't care because I know, and this, I knew it anyway, but this recent six game uh, stretch just showed that when they want to flip the switch, they'll flip the switch and they'll be fine. Yeah. Plus, they've played down to the level of their competition a little bit, right? 
Then they lose to the Blackhawks. They lost to to uh, <clears throat> Anaheim last night. Like it's almost like they've exhaled because they're playing some junky teams. Boy, they were heavily favored to uh, channel my inner Zach by. They were on the goal line. They were a minus two and a half, which is <laughs> unusual. They were like minus four twenty last night. You you hey, you put a hundred down, you get four hundred twenty. Yeah. No, no, you got to you got to put four twenty down, down to, to get a hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, not plus. Huge. Minus. Minus. Oh, wow. Huge. Four twenty down to get a hundred. That doesn't even make sense. Well, if you're can't do it. If you're super confident that they're going to win, you you get your initial bet back plus the hundred. Right. But plus how'd that work out? Didn't work out good. It did not work out well, John. Right. It's bad. That's bad. That's a bad beat. <laughs> right? <laughs> and now what they say? Well, bad somebody's beat. been hanging out with Bet Rivers. And then what they say? Yeah, bad. bad that's beat. a bad, bad beat. a bad beat. That is a bad, bad beat. beat. Took a bad, a bad beat. beat. Usually, a bad beat is when like, like all of a sudden you give up one of them, one of them courtesy touchdowns, right? Or you know, or you fumble and somebody scores on a safety. It is so. Like the, the 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 sports betting culture has just exploded. Everybody's aware of it. So I'm watching my Q's play the other night, uh-huh. and they're they're at home against Carolina, North Carolina, and they're four and a half point dog dog. Yeah. So me being a loyal Q's guy, I might took it. Sure. So it's a close game all the way throughout. At the end, Carolina shooting free throws, and and I'm like, just get out, get out, get out, get in the game, in the game, in the game, and they foul Carolina. With .8 seconds left, and Carolina's up four. Two free throws. I'm like, man. And that's what I'm doing. I'm on my couch going, not only is my school going to lose, I'm going to get, I'm getting beat by a bad beat here. Yeah. This is going to be a bad beat. Right. Dude missed both free throws. He did? He did. Reese oh. Davis. Reese Davis is calling the game, right? right? And this is why, this is why everybody's aware of it. It, it, it it's, it's. You know, Al Michaels used to always be the guy that oh, yeah. was always aware of the number, right? And he would always sprinkle it in during the course of his commentary near the end of games. But Reese Davis is like, these are two really important free throws for some of you. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, ah. Then he misses the first one. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, there's hope. But you're just teasing me. And then he missed the second one. That's right. I'm like, all right. Uh, who wins this weekend? At Burrowhead. Seriously, I don't folks, like you got Bengals players. I don't like that. So confident in their guy, Joe Burrow, who has never lost at Arrowhead, they're not calling it Burrowhead among Bengals. Send those refunds. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Therefore, I'm taking Kansas City. I'm here. I've picked, you know, here's the key to doing this, and you're never wrong. I've picked on several podcasts, I've picked Cincinnati. Now I'm going to pick Kansas City, cover a head I'm to my here. bets. I'm so, here. Sounds like something James Merrillat would do. Right. I can't be wrong. Just with his with somewhere different I'll be, takes. You somewhere know? I'll be wrong, but somewhere, somewhere I'll be right. Somewhere I can claim to be right. This is like the DMAC quarterback theory. Correct. I've Coach, got them both. Josh I've got Allen. a um, He couldn't help himself, by the way. He was doing a, he wrote a very good column. Very good mm-hmm. column. Mm-hmm. Uh, DMAC did at, at denversports.com. And in it, he was talking about D'Amico Ryans and choosing between the Broncos and Houston. And he said, you know, hey, uh, with Houston, you can go to Houston. Uh, they have the number two pick. 
But uh, it doesn't matter. Either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young are two can't-miss quarterbacks. Right. Can't-miss. <laughs> so he's already started with So, them. like, Baker Mayfield, Still Sam Darnold. Already started. Josh Rosen. They're the same. They cannot. They are the same. They're all the same. cannot miss. Can't miss. They're all Impossible. the same. They're all the same. That's right. Every single one of the Hall of Fame five will be on their couches watching football this weekend while Jalen Hurts will be playing. Ouch. That's got to hurt. Yeah, but at least at least Carson Wentz is going to be playing this. Uh, uh, oh wait, but okay, but James Winston and Marcus Mariota are going to uh, be leading. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, but but what about what about um, Jared Goff? I mean, he's going to be. Nope, 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 nope. Huh. All either first or second round picks. <laughs> are first or second? You do picks have Burrow. Overall? You do have Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, that's right. Burrows. Mahomes, and, Mahomes, by the way, barely. He was the 10th pick overall. 10th overall. He barely cracks. Yeah. The top 10. Number Okay, so you got that number one pick. Who else? Uh, Purdy was a seventh rounder. Oh, that's it. Hurts is a. Burrows, the number one. Wow. I th- wasn't D Max, you can't pick a quarterback between. Where Where can't you pick? Oh, my goodness. It's okay. You can pick a quarterback from one to nineteen. A one. You to can't pick a quarterback from twenty to twenty-nine, but you then can resume and pick the quarterback thirty, thirty-one, or thirty-two. Dizzying, dizzying intellect, dizzying. <laughs> uh, and in the all right, so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals. I I picked Bengals. I'm, I'm, I'm taking all, the cheese. I'm taking the cheese. I'm I, buying it. I picked Bengals all week. Um, I think I, here's how I, I hedges. I think Bengals win, but I'm taking KC and the points. What do you think about that? Twenty four, twenty three ball game, something like that. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the uh, no? KC is a one point favorite. Oh, you got to be kidding! So me. you got to man up. You going to take the Chiefs, or you going to take the Bengals? It's a pick them game. I picked the. I'm taking Casey. All right, I'm taking the Bengals. NFC. Oh, of course, who are you gonna take? Man, you and your you and your Shanahan love and your 49er love and well, it's not the 49ers you love. You just love yourself some Shanahan. That was your ball boy. That's right. Kyle was your How ball boy. How am I gonna pick against my ball you boy? You can't. You can't. You can't pick against the him. last guy to ever hold the cord in a Super Bowl. Because then they went cordless after the Super Bowl 32 was. Or 33, whichever one it was. It was Kyle Shanahan. Okay, boomer. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take the uh, Eagles and Jalen Hurts. By the way, just a point of order really quick. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up, but order. you go ahead. Yeah, yeah point of order. Uh, I was actually 12-3 and three in the playoff games that I started. Um, the one playoff game, I didn't play in that 2000 playoff game against Baltimore because I was injured, had knee surgery. So, um, actually, my percentage in the playoffs is even better than I thought. Incredible. 12 and 3. 12 and 3. Chad Brown, what was your playoff record? <laughs> Chad Brown. He, he, just, he, just, he, just, he just all of a sudden, the look on his face just got very, very angry, and he just bolted right in here. Hello, Chad. Hello, fellas. Uh, at a stoplight, listen to your conversation. I had to pull up pro football reference uh-huh. and go through my games. I'm a whopping 4 and 7. 4 and 7 four in the Chad Brown. Yeah, twelve and three. Can you imagine winning twelve out of fifteen playoff games that you Some, played in? Sometimes you'd rather be lucky than be good. Oh, oh 
Way to go, Chad Brown. Yeah, it was Chad, and it was lucky you guys won four. <laughs> Chad Brown. He's coming up on the uh, Players Club. Have a great weekend, everybody. That's next.